0: Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message.
1: Hello everyone and thank you for joining us with another session from What Jesus Meant series. Today we're going to look at Luke chapter 9 and one of the sayings of Jesus um, in this chapter. Uh, I'm going to read the verse and then Rose is going to help us to understand this portion of the scripture. Uh, In verse 59 it says that Jesus said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead." bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. So now the question here is, uh, what is this uh, conversation that is between the disciple of Jesus and one of his disciples and Jesus himself? And what is this saying that let the dead bury their own dead?
0: Um, So, yeah, that's great. So we, if we, um, you know, every time that uh, someone came and talked to Jesus, Jesus always and took that to another level of understanding he he took people came to him and they talked really naturally mm-hmm. but jesus really brought a spiritual message and a deeper message um, when he when he replied and we can see that throughout the gospel like for example when he was talking about destroy the temple and people were thinking that he's talking about the natural temple um, but jesus was actually talking about his own body That's right. and and what we see here in this scripture is exactly the same thing there is this uh, someone that if we go and read the same story in uh, matthew uh, chapter 8 we see that this person is a disciple of jesus So there is this disciple that he comes to Jesus and he says, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you, but let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus answers something that sometimes, you know, like for me, when I remember when I was reading the Bible a long time ago for the first time, so many things that Jesus answered, it didn't make sense at all. Like, why would you say that? Um, And later on, when I started learning the scripture and understanding the scripture, I realized that, okay, um, Jesus really answered in completely different level.
1: And I think uh, sometimes actually this has been interpreted as uh, if your father mm, is passed away and you don't go after preaching of the gospel, but you go after basically bury your own father. You're doing something yeah. against what Jesus said. <laughs>
0: That's right. And, and that, this is not it. And what we want to today, what we want to see, if we just want to look at it like, um, you know, I think like every scripture, we always we always can we always can look at from different angles and get a fresh revelation. And today we want to look at one of those angles that we want to see what, why Jesus says such a thing like that. So mm-hmm. the guy, the poor guy, his father passed away, and you know, of course, he wants to bury the father, but. But the answer that Jesus says, it it takes us to another level because if you look at verse 60, it says, after Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. So, but this, but brings the connection between the two things that Jesus said here. So when he's talking about, okay, let the dead bury their own dead. And right after that, he talks about the kingdom of God. So basically and the message that Jesus is trying to bring in this verse, it's the kingdom of God. That's right. It's not about the father that is dead, and it's not about the the guy who, who needs to go and bury the father. It's mostly about it's about the kingdom of God, and uh, so it's a
1: transition from the fathers to the kingdom.
0: That's right. It's a transition of something to the kingdom. So that's why. So the dead bury their own dead. It must be related to the kingdom of God. Okay. So that's why we want to uh, look at it from that angle and understand this answer better. And I think sometimes the disciples are like, what are you talking about, you know? And, but Jesus always looked at everything through the eyes of the Spirit and through the mm-hmm. eyes of the kingdom of God. So that's why what we want to do today, understand who is the dead that is going to bury the Father, who is the dead, basically (laughs) who is dead so we want to see who the father is that is related to the kingdom of god that jesus links those together but before we move on i really like to bring that very briefly because we have had uh, videos about the kingdom of god even in this series masu talked about the kingdom of god and i don't want to really put much time about the kingdom of god but understanding the kingdom of god will open up the first part of the scripture that, is talk, that, uh, that talks about the dead bury their own dead. If you remember in the book of Mark, when Jesus shows up to start preaching, it says he went around and he preached the kingdom of God. And he said, repent for the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. And then in John 3, he sees Nicodemus and he says, hey, Nicodemus, you need to be born again to see the kingdom of God. And when we go a little further, Jesus went around healing people, raising the dead, cast out demons. And then he says, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or he preached the kingdom of God. So every time we see the kingdom of God comes, we see the healing of the sick. We see resurrection of the dead. We see life is happening. And then we go a little further we see that Jesus he's in the Last Supper and uh, he's about to be crucified he takes the bread and uh, and he takes the wine, and he says this is my body and this is my blood if you eat and drink and, and the things that he says in the Last Supper but something interesting he says he says I will not drink of this until the kingdom of God comes so so, when we, when we look at this, okay, so the kingdom of God, um, and um, very quickly, I just want to say the kingdom of God came after the resurrection of Jesus okay. uh, from the dead. Uh, why? Because the Holy Spirit was given, and Romans chapter 16 tells us that the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. So, the kingdom of God really came upon us when the Holy Spirit came upon us. So, so now Jesus says. So I want to bring just look at it look at it as a general overview. I want to look at these two scripture, and then we will dig down with more details. If we look at it generally, we see that Jesus says, "Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go preach the kingdom of God." Why? Because when you preach the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God will come upon someone, and the kingdom of God is about resurrection of the dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kingdom of God is not about Burying that's the right. dead, the kingdom of God is about the resurrection of the dead. So that's why he tells the disciple, you go preach the kingdom. He doesn't just talk to anyone who's not a follower of, a follower of Jesus. So, so that one thing we want to see here, that's why Jesus links them together. Because as a disciple of Jesus, uh, we preach the kingdom. And when we preach the kingdom, we heal the sick. We raise the dead. We don't bury the dead right. we raised the dead but um, uh, but I want to uh, just go a little deeper Masood if you don't have anything to say uh, I want to sure, go yeah. deeper because um, uh, because okay so we just talk about the dead but um, you know we can we can look at this scripture as a dead someone who's dead you know, like naturally. But let's look at um, more, like just go a little deeper and look at the spirit. Like let's see what the spirit is saying and just go a little deeper by understanding who is the father that is dead, that is related to the kingdom of God, basically. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, let's go to Hebrews chapter one. Mm-hmm. And in Hebrews chapter one, look at verse one. It says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in the time past to the fathers by the prophets. So it says, God, in the past time, he spoke to the fathers by the prophets. Okay. So there was a group of people that they were prophets, and they were prophesying something, and God spoke to the fathers through them. Okay? So, um, so basically... Um, we're going to see the scripture in Acts chapter 7 that the Stephen is talking about shortly. But what happened is, okay, so there was a group of people that the writer of the book of Hebrews says they were fathers. Okay. okay. And God spoke to the fathers through the prophets. So if they are fathers, so the prophets who brought the message to the fathers, they were also the fathers. That's right. To to the past, to us. So when we say the fathers, prophets are part of the fathers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So now let's go to Acts chapter 7 and see Stephen also there talks about uh, that how the fathers killed the prophets. Because in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 says God has spoke to the fathers, but the fathers persecuted the prophets. Let's go to Acts chapter 7.
1: So uh, the prophets, uh, the fathers were the ones that had... A message uh, from God Mm
0: -hmm. and that
1: message was given to them through prophets that's right exactly
0: and and as we talked before that the prophets are those who um, you know it's it's not the messenger who is important the message of the messenger is important the message that the prophet has is more important than the prophet itself you know, mm-hmm. so when we talk about the prophets, we don't necessarily talk about one particular person, we talk about the message of God that this prophet carries. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now let's go to Acts chapter 7. And this is a Stephen talking to the Jews basically. And look at verse 51. <clears throat> You are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So do you. So God has spoke to the fathers through the prophets, but they resisted.
1: Okay, that which means they didn't believe. They the didn't message.
0: believe the message that the prophets brought. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you don't believe the message, what do you do?
1: You basically kill.
0: You kill that message. Yeah. So that's why the next verse says that your fathers killed the prophets or persecuted the prophets. Look at verse 52. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers. Yeah. So basically it says, okay, they, if the fathers resisted the uh, holy spirit that's why they couldn't understand and receive the word and the message that came to them through another father which was the prophets so do we see two fathers here Mm -hmm. we see a father that is receiving a message and we see a father that is giving a message basically Mm -hmm. and if we go back to the book of hebrews and continue reading it says god doesn't talk to us through the fathers or the prophets anymore he talks to us through the son basically so so here because they resisted the holy spirit so they didn't understand the message of the the prophets brought and that's why they persecuted the prophets Mm -hmm. so after they persecuted the prophets what did they do they kill the prophets. So we see that in Luke, if we go back to Luke chapter 11. So um, and look at verse 47. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 47. It says, Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers Killed them so Jesus here is talking to the pharisees he 's talking to the uh, like scribes and Pharisees and the lawyers which is
1: people that were under the law
0: that 's right they were actually the leaders of the law
1: yeah.
0: right so he 's talking about the leaders of the law and what, it is, what does he say? He says, Your father killed the prophets. This is exactly basically more or less like what Stephen said in Acts chapter 7 that your fathers persecuted the prophets why because they resisted the Holy Spirit
1: which means the, the fathers uh, basically if I'm uh, not mistaken uh, the fathers who were under the law uh, when the word came from God through the prophets they resisted the spirit that was actually bringing the message and by doing so they themselves didn't receive the spirit, That's didn't right. have the inspiration, didn't yeah. have life in the message. Mm-hmm. And we they, they can say in uh, um, some way they were the dead.
0: That's right.
1: And then, because of that, they are now part of the story that Jesus was talking mm-hmm. about. Let the dead bury their own. That That's right. makes sense.
0: Because yeah. because here says um, you you build a tomb of the prophets and you okay. kill them. And and you know I think last, last time we talked about it that basically they became the tomb
1: yeah.
0: of the message. That's right. So what they do is basically because they resist when they heard the message of God. They resisted the message, the Holy Spirit, because the message is revealed only through the Spirit of God. And once they resisted, that means they didn't believe it, and the message fell in them and died.
1: And was buried.
0: And was buried, basically. So they became the tomb. So they killed the prophet message and they buried the message right. and they became the tomb for the message. But here Jesus is talking about the, to these leaders of the law and who is like, again, we don't want to see that as literal people. We want to see the message that is behind it. And these, the Pharisees and, and Sadducees and the scribes and the lawyers, they are um, representing of the law when... The Spirit of God doesn't reveal the letter. So they brought the letter, as we read that in the uh, even the Bible talks about that, that the letter kills, but the yeah. Spirit gives life. So the reason they, they killed the prophet, which they had the message, because they only had the letter. They looked at the letter only without the inspiration and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So who are the Pharisees and Sadducees or the scribe That Jesus is talking, basically he says, they are based representing of the law. The law that is, not of, uh, that is not revealed by the spirit and it's only a letter. So now here, so we wanna put all these together. So uh, Stephen said, the father killed the prophets. So here says, okay, you scribes and Pharisees, you killed the prophets. Mm-hmm. But we don 't want to see people here. we want to see we, we said, okay, the prophets had a message, and the message was about the coming of the just one, about the Christ, the Word of God that comes and becomes flesh, and the law that is not inspired by the spirit that doesn 't bring that, the, that is only a leather and not the spirit chills that message
1: that 's right so basically kind of uh, what happened uh, what we see in the book of John that says in the beginning was the word, but mm-hmm. later on says the word became flesh. Mm. So basically the word of God was now completely manifesting itself in a person. Uh, so the word was basically resurrected in human flesh. But it says that uh, those who were on the law, under the law, because they didn't have the understanding of the spirit, okay. when the word came to them, instead of that one to manifest itself through them yeah. and be flesh they actually uh resisted that and that uh fell to the ground mm. kind of was buried inside that's of them. right and uh jesus said uh, this is not the way to be because now you have to preach the kingdom and in the kingdom mm-hmm. which comes after the law and the prophets that's right. There is a change. Everything that was dead all of a sudden comes to life.
0: Exactly. And so now this this disciple comes to Jesus and he says, My father is dead. And now Jesus turns that into a deeper understanding of the kingdom. Yeah. And what is he saying? He says, Okay, so, uh, you know, let the dead bury their own dead. Because, But you follow me and you preach the kingdom. Why? Because you are the one who believes the message. Yeah. You are not under the law to hear and kill the message and bury the message. Right. So you are not the dead that buries the dead. Yeah. You are not the dead that kills the message of God and buries the message of God. Yeah. But you are the one who comes and come to the kingdom. And what happened was because all the prophets d- died because the fathers killed the prophets. So the message of God was, message of God died basically, but there was one prophet who died, but he was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. And and that's Jesus himself. So yeah. let's go to, I want to show something here. Let's go to Luke chapter 7. And um, if we look at, here's the story of John the Baptist. We want to look at that. And... Um, uh, look at verse 28. So Jesus is talking about John the Baptist here in Luke chapter 7, verse 28. And he says, for I say to you, among those born of woman, there is not, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Okay. First of all, Jesus says, okay, so John the Baptist was a prophet. So John the Baptist had the message. Mm-hmm. So what was the message of John the Baptist? John himself said that. I came to testify, I came to reveal the one who's greater than me to Israel the Christ. The yeah. Christ. He's the Lamb of God. And He is the one. And and we want to we want to understand this. All these years until the John the Baptist, the prophets always say, There's coming one day, there's coming. The John the Christ is coming, Christ is coming. And all of a sudden comes to John the Baptist and he didn't say oh he's coming. He says there he is.
1: Yeah.
0: So he is a prophet but what was the message that he is the one who is going to who is the christ basically the word that became flesh yeah. so basically what he says okay the message that i'm telling you that's it yeah. that you see it's manifested in the flesh so there is no one greater than john the baptist okay as a prophet but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. So do we see the kingdom again? Greater
1: than the greatest prophet.
0: That's right. So he brought um, the Old Testament, basically, um, and the new. So John the Baptist was a prophet, which was the greatest prophet. And the reason he was greatest, because he didn't say Christ is coming. He says, there he is. I found the Christ. That's right. So, So that's why, okay, and he says... But he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. So, do we see that here? That so everyone who is in the kingdom is a prophet? Yeah. Right? So he says, okay, so John the Baptist was a great prophet, but everyone who is in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. That means if you are in the kingdom, you are a prophet that is greater than John the Baptist.
1: But with a different understanding, basically, because now all of a sudden, every word that was in the past and was just dead. Here you have the inspiration of the Spirit, you understand it, and your prophecy is out of life and not out of
0: death. Yes, exactly. So you are not going to say Christ is coming, yeah. or there it is, the Christ, like John the Baptist, but you become part of the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is the Spirit of prophecy. So
1: basically Jesus, even I was looking at the word uh, disciple, the word disciple simply means the one who learns from someone. So if you are my disciple, mm. you simply means you are learning mm. from me. Now, Jesus uh, himself, uh, basically, uh, he went and he called all those he wanted to follow him. And he said, even here in this uh, beginning, Luke chapter 9, he said, he talked to one of his disciples and he said, follow me. That's right. Uh, So the following was about, all was about learning. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine he, before that, he said, all uh, the law and the prophets were until John. But since then, the kingdom has been preached so the disciple of jesus learns from jesus everything about the kingdom and everything from before uh, jesus which is the law Mm. and the prophets to him it doesn't anymore it doesn't anymore relate to a disciple in in the old context but in the new context and the new context is what all of a sudden god comes and says forget about the prophets and allowing them to interpret the word to you you have to allow the son the son of God to be the interpret of Mm. basically what I have told you from the beginning so everything that was dead in the prophets is resurrected Mm. in the Son.
0: that's right exactly so
1: everything that was before Jesus was dead and everything that was following that path was dead and because they were dead they were constantly Mm. also burying the dead Mm -hmm. but then when it came to Jesus Mm. all of a sudden there is a new breath there is a new spirit, yeah. and that brings resurrection to every word that was spoken.
0: Exactly. And what did the prophet do? Prophet, the, the prophets prophesied the coming of Christ. That's right. But who is the Christ? The Son of God.
1: Yeah.
0: Who is the Son of God? The one who is raised with power yeah. from the dead. He's raised from the dead with power. So now, so what, so who are we in the kingdom of God? We are the prophets, but not the prophets... We have a message, but what is our message? So we are not the dead that kills the message that we have. And so what is the message that we have? The message we have is that the Son of God, the Christ, is raised from the dead. That's right. So that's why we go preach the kingdom. That's why we preach resurrection from the dead. That's why that every word of God that was spoken and that was heard and it was killed by the law. Yeah. Now it's time to preach the kingdom and raise those words from the dead inside of us because we are under the kingdom of God.
1: You know one example, great example is Psalm chapter uh, uh, 110, the prophecy about Melchizedek, right. which was there for uh, hundreds of years, but it was dead. It was a dead prophecy. Now it came to the time of Jesus and the prophecy is that The Lord said to my Lord, Lord, sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies your footstool. Nobody understood what that means. It was a dead word from God. It was not, uh, it it, it, uh, never came to life. But when it came to Jesus, uh, before his crucifixion, they said uh, when they wanted to actually accuse him, they were looking for a false witness from him. Mm. Uh, They said, are you the Christ? And he said, I am, and you shall see Uh me sitting on the right hand uh of God, the Son of Man sitting on right hand of God coming with the cloud of glory. Yeah. Uh going taking everybody back to the prophecy that was dead, and he was now saying, Okay, it's time for this prophecy to be fulfilled. fulfilled. And that's why he said, Um I have not come to destroy the law and the prophets, Mm. but to fulfill everything. So everything that was dead, everything that was let me put it this way. The word of God was was never supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. The word of God was supposed to bring life always. Yeah. But it was dead for a long time. But when it came to Jesus, mm. he brought resurrection to every word. And now it can happen to us yeah, also. Exactly. So the same word, uh, let's say we have heard the Bible, the word, the prophecies. We have had certain um, uh, reading of the scripture but they were kind of dead to Mm. us no meaning no understanding but now jesus is bringing everything to life so there is a resurrection of that which is dead inside of us which is all about when when we forget about when we don't anymore build a tomb for the prophets uh, meaning bury their message inside of us because of the law exactly Mm. but we allow the spirit to come and breathe on those dead bones as we yeah. Uh, talked about in, in the last session, mm-hmm. and that gives life to that word, and that word becomes our flesh. And
0: that's when we become the prophets in the kingdom exactly. of God. Why? Because now we are the greater prophet than John the Baptist because we don't say, Here is the Christ, and we are not like the old prophets that say, Oh, Christ is coming one day, yeah. but we are the true prophet. Why? Because the word of God now is alive in us, and what when the word it becomes alive, then we become the testimony and we become a prophet for someone else or uh, even for, for, for our own life. And before we close the session, I really like to see this in the book of Revelation chapter 19. Yeah. So if we go to the book of Revelation chapter 19, and um, <clears throat> so what we, what we already talked here that the father that was dead is the message of the old. The message that was even given to, the, to, to the, our fathers Abraham. And it was the message of Christ as the Son of God. But here, I want to see two things here. Um, look at verse 10 in uh, Revelation chapter 19. <clears throat> And I fell at his f- feet to worship him. So here's the angel that has, shows the message mm-hmm. to John. And now John says, okay, I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that, you do not do that. Okay, we just want to stop here. And we don't have time to go through all the details. We will hopefully one day. Um, but but John is really a true disciple of Jesus. He's not a false teacher. He's not a false prophet. John is the disciple of Jesus so he doesn't worship angels he know, he worships only the Lord Jesus Christ but what happened is here he's he fell in front of this angel why because most probably this angel was uh, has was radiating was showing the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and that's why he thought it mm-hmm. it is the Lord Jesus that's why he fell to worship but here's what happened is So see that you do not do that. The angel says, don't do it. Basically, I am not God. Just worship God, basically. But he says, I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does he say? He says, okay, the testimony, first of all, I am one of your brethren. I am fellow servant with you. And we are going to see shortly that the servants also in the Bible, they are the prophets. The prophets of God are the servants of God because they have the message to bring, But here he says, okay, um, uh, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What happened to Jesus? The word became flesh and died, buried, and was raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. So that is the testimony of Jesus. It becomes the spirit of prophecy for us. What does it mean? We heard the word of God. Then the word was killed because of the law that we had believed because we never believed the word. In the beginning, like us, like Masudana, we heard the word, but we didn't believe it. So what happened was it was buried inside of us. But now it is raised because the spirit came and raised that word inside of us. And we became the fellow servants, the prophets that are prophesying the kingdom of God, that the word of God can become... Alive, basically. So, um, what I what I wanted to show, and if we go, um, I don't. Maybe we should just quickly take a look at it. Um, Revelation chapter eleven. Uh, <clears throat> look at verse eighteen. And um, it says, "The nations were angry, and your wrath has come." and the time of the dead that they should be judged. So do do we see here, there's a dead again here and they need to be judged. And right after that, it says the prophets. So look, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets. So who were the dead? The prophets the message the word that was dead inside of us and then it says it's a time has come for the judgment of god to raise them and reward those prophets the message that is inside of us and we see the servant here is basically the prophet so basically now if we just want to wrap up here is jesus took this the uh, something that this disciple said jesus took it deeper and he said the kingdom of god is about resurrection of the word of god inside every single one of us and we are those people we are we all of us once in our life we were the tomb for the message of god we killed the message of god but now when we follow jesus we learn that we are not the dead who who buries the dead but we are the living we are alive when we give life and we resurrect the word of god inside of us and even inside the of everyone who hears
1: us. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, watching this session or listening to this from podcast. Uh, I just want to ask you again, if you have any question, you can comment down below. Um, you can also sign up for our newsletter at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash uh, sign up. Or even you can uh, find um, the link in uh, down below in the description section. Uh, if you have any question, um, just Uh, let us know and we would definitely cover that even this question was from um, a friend I forgot his name from uh, Netherlands Um, we want to make sure that every question is answered we have been covering so much over the past uh, three years and we want to know what are the um, spots that are not still clear and we want to tackle those things because I understand that we can hear so many things so many truths but still there are those, um, you know, you read all these amazing verses, but there is one verse that is always bothering you, and uh, that somehow doesn't line up with the rest of the understanding. And that we want to know which one is that. We want to know that, and we want to um, basically, to to the level that we can, just to help you with that understanding. Thank you again, and the blessing of the Lord be with you all.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of His knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles, about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book. The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.